The Touchdown City Podcast is presented by Salango Law, where you don't get excuses, you get results. Visit them online at salangolaw.com. From the Riverbank Studio, here's your host, Anthony Lewis, along with Avon Coburn and Derek Bailey, and this is the Touchdown City Podcast. All right, Mountaineer fans and Blue Lot beer drinkers, welcome into the Touchdown City Podcast, presented by Salengo Law and produced in partnership with HD Media and the Charleston Gazette Mail. I'm Anthony Lewis in the studio at the Riverbank Studio on this beautiful Sunday afternoon with Derek Bailey and the GOAT. Avon Coburn, how is everybody today? After after yesterday, chapped. I was ready to sing. Yeah, I was. Um, I had my voice coach over yesterday. <laughs> God, I knew y'all was gonna sing today. Well, I'm telling you. Well, tough day in more in Norman for uh, WVU West Virginia Falls in Norman, sixteen thirteen, um, in front of eighty four thousand Boomer Sooners. Did you guys notice when they brought the wagon out how much slower they bring it out now? <laughs> they they actually spoke about it in the pregame from the last time West Virginia was there where, where it fell over, so they took it a little slow. They were trotting. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He was he was not moving that fast. But um, well, let me, first let me get your initial reactions. I mean, my my morning tweet or my tweet right after the game was frustrating. One word. How were you guys feeling after that one? I, I feel it was a missed opportunity. Yeah, I, I, I just it, – it hurt me, man. It, it really, really hurt me because, like you said, man, it's, it hurt, man. That, that, that one hurt because we were supposed to win that game. That, I mean, it went back to the same thing as, as Miami in 03. Man, I'm like, they were supposed to win that game. That's a, that's you, a, you, it, know, it, you know which one it reminded me of? It felt just like it. What's that? 99 Virginia Tech. I was going to say that one. 99 Virginia Tech. Like, we it, were supposed to win that one, too. It's a program, a possible program-changing win there. That was there for It was there for the taking, and that's why it's so it's just missed opportunities. I mean, they had every opportunity to take advantage and didn't. It, it was really set up just like 99, you know. Nobody really gave West Virginia a chance. Um, you know, you've got a top three team, except for you were in their building. Now, the difference with that game and this game is – those players weren't as good as um, Virginia Tech in '99. Those those players in Oklahoma has they they're not as good as the players that uh, that Virginia Tech had. You don't think Rattler's as good as Vic? Hell no. <laughs> no, 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 that's complete that's complete sarcasm. Absolutely, but I mean, because think about it, guys. In '99, there was like three touchdowns dropped. Um, you know, they always bomb. In in uh, was it? Um, you know, Virginia Tech. What's I forgot what the receiver's name was, but. He dropped two of them off his face mask wide open. Um, but this it wasn't that. These boys played with them. Like, it wasn't like they played a bad game or, or you know, Oklahoma played a bad game. West Virginia was competing with them. It didn't look like there was a talent uh, gap. Is there what you It didn't look like there was a talent. I mean, there was a talent. I mean, you had a, a potential Heisman Trophy winner. I don't think this Rattler kid is a Heisman Trophy winner. I mean, Vic is definitely yeah. head over heels ten times better than he was in college. Right. I mean, and Vic was a freshman. This guy's what, junior now, right? I think he's just a sophomore. Well, so, well, Vic, but still, but still. I mean, 
they, Vic was way better. Preseason, they were trying to give him the Heisman Trophy. West Virginia holds him to 313 yards total offense, which is actually – uh, to my standard, you know, because being that I'm 45, that sounds like a lot of offense. <laughs> but I mean, n- but in today's game, today's game, if you hold them to 450, you've done well. No, 300, I, I think is is an is an average. I think that's average. I don't think that's over. If you go 400, you know, 500, that's that's normal. That's crazy. I think if you'd have told West Virginia fans on Sunday, last Sunday, I think if you'd have said, "Hey, they're going to hold with Oklahoma to 313 yards and 13 or 16 points," I think I did. I think everybody would say, "Oh yeah, sign me up for that." I think I was maybe I gave him thirty-five, but I thought you said thirty-five twenty-seven. Yeah, yeah. So sixteen. If you'd have yeah. said sixteen points, I'd have said sign me up for that any time. Sixteen yeah. points is incredible to hold Oklahoma to. Well, let, let, let me. I mean, the elephant in the room is this: I felt very deflated and <laughs> disappointed for our defense mm. to go out and play football the way those guys played. Mesador. The stat line doesn't show it. He's the best football player on that team. He only had he had three assisted tackles yesterday. They were double teaming him, holding him. Bl- I mean, blatantly holding him, and he was just eating those guys, eating their lunch up front. They were holding stills. Our defense came to play yesterday, and it's just frustrating to watch our offense just be inept on the football field. Well, I want to correct you right there. I, I don't want you to do that. I mean, because what happens is now you're dividing our team. Um, they, you know, the defense, all they had to do was stop them. Regardless of, of what you're saying now, they they had to stop. They had what they were on, what, seven-yard line is when they when – they, then they, then they, I, I, I get last. that. And even like Virginia Tech and Maryland the same way, your defense, especially in, this, in today's game, is only going to be able to give you so much. Because they only, they're, they're not, there's not enough depth. Did, did you see Jalen Thornton on the field much last night? Mm-hmm. He's, he's the number two guy. Those guys were playing the entire game. We don't have enough depth. We have the talent, but we don't have enough depth and, and prepared guys to make our defense win games for us. The offense has to help the defense. Because if you're, you're asking these guys to go out and stop a, an Oklahoma offense – and then you give the ball back to the offense, our West Virginia offense, at the 50, and they go three and out, you, it, eventually that's going to wear your guys. You, they're just not going to be able to I hold mean, up. I mean, if you hold somebody to 16 points in today's college football, you have to win the game, especially in Oklahoma offense that usually – now, this year they're not as good as clear. It's clear that they're not as good because it's, it's showing up now in the games. But, I, you know, I understand where Avon's coming from, too. At the end of the game there, West Virginia let him drive the length of the field to kick that field goal. But still, I mean, you just – the defense played too well to, I, I, to I criticize him any at all. I, no, I'm not, I'm not criticizing yeah. him at all. But, you know, you're looking at the stat line, 33 minutes to 27 minutes. Um, they, you know, the offense did what they – you know, they, they held them off of the, off of the scoreboard. They, they got him off the field. You know what I mean? So, so – I hear what you're saying, and, I, and I, I agree. I agree with you. You know, the offense needs to play better. There's no doubt about it. However, when, when I hate when people say that. Like, I, I mean, I played on some teams that, that defense struggled. You never heard – I mean, that's just – you just – when you start doing that, now you, you start to think you're better than they are. And, and yeah, absolutely, they played they play there. And they're supposed to. When, when the defense doesn't – when the offense doesn't play well, the defense is supposed to pick them up. When the special teams don't play well, the offense and defense is supposed to pick them up. But when you say, "Yeah, you know," I understand what you're saying. I don't think you, I don't think you're criticizing the offense or you're you're praising the defense 
in a way that saying that, you know, I, I just believe in a team sport, not everybody's going to play good all the time. Well, you're, you're, my attitude is not shared in that locker room. I right. promise you that. Right. Yeah. You know, that's just not how it works in a locker room. I'm just saying as Joe Fan watching this ball game and what I've seen in four games, I've seen the defense ball and the offense is struggling. Now, I don't know how to fix that. Well, I know how to fix a few things. The defense gets the defense gets put in poor situations sometimes by a that lot. offense. Mm-hmm. They do. They get put in poor situations. I mean, you. Can't, I don't think they were though in this game. I don't think there was a, a bad situation for the defense in this game. Well, but I mean, well, I'm not saying that there was in this particular game. Right, but, right. but I mean, like I said, when Maryland. you hold Oklahoma, when you hold Maryland, Oklahoma, yeah, yeah. when you hold Oklahoma to three thirteen and thir- and sixteen points, you think you're going to win that game. Anybody in the country would say, "Oh, I'll take that." Any Alabama would look at you and say, "We'll take that." If you tell if you told me last week that Oklahoma was going to score twenty four points, I'd have probably taken that. I would have bet the house that West Virginia wins the ball game. I would. It's it's frustrating it's to frustrating. watch the the offense just struggle, and it's and it's. So at first, I used to think it was the offensive line. Now, Ava, I'm, I'm going to give you an assignment this week. Okay. If you have free time, I know you're a very busy man. But, see, there's usually a guy on YouTube, and I'll send you his link or just find – I'm thinking there's something going on. This will be the coach in you coming mm-hmm. out. I want you to look at the splits on the offensive line. I said that last week. They're, they're too tight. I mean, I, I haven't – I haven't I, – I didn't watch this game for it because they just couldn't run the ball, and I just wasn't even worried I, about it. I just don't feel like they're able to get Letty off. Because their splits are – last week, last week when, I, when I watched them against Maryland – I mean, against Virginia Tech, their splits were so tight. And I'm like, you – because if you move, guess who else has to move? The defense. So when you split – when you move your splits, they have to move their splits. But when you're so tight – and that was one of the things that Coach Trick would always say, get, get wider. Your splits are too – and he'll come and kick their foot – you know what I mean? Like, but again, because if you move out, that that one technique has to be a wider one technique. He's not going to be right on top of the center because he's got to he's got to be able to you know be a one technique. But now he's in a gap, so now you got a lot more room to to, to maneuver. It, it, I'll tell you another thing. It looked like they knew the West Virginia snap count early in that game, no, or they, or, or no, they, they were they, off sides. They was off oh. because they were. Mo- I mean, like they there was a couple times, like two plays two in a row. The yeah. dude just I said he's either off sides or he can read that snap count. He knows the snap count because I mean he was he was moving like I couldn't tell if it was off sides or he not. Was though, so he was off sides. Okay. So I've never understood. Okay. So now I'm now I'm going back to. Because I was in practices and would see the Rich Rod philosophy, and he was one of the first I ever saw mm-hmm. use the clap snap. You know, the quarterback readies, used, and then I think Rashid would point yeah, he down, would point. yeah, and then that was a ready, and then it went to a clap. But it's usually a rhythm that the center will will do, and yep. but they were something was tipping those Oklahoma guys off. They'd seen something because they were living. In the yeah. backfield, and of course, no, they weren't calling anything. I mean, you know, I'm fi- I'm fine with that. Either call it or don't call it. If you're not gonna call anything, don't call anything. If you're in the holding calls, like I'm fine. They didn't call it. That's fine. They didn't call it really either way, and I'm fine with that. If you're going to call it, call it every time, or don't call it at all. It's fine. But right. I, I just remember because um, usually the head would come up, right? Mm-hmm. But the center has the opportunity to pause, right? He does because nobody's moving until that ball moves. So the center has to. Keep the guys off balance a little bit. Right. You you can't fall into that routine or you'll get your guys killed. And 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 you know, in an environment like that, you know, 
you can't hear that. No. <laughs> you know what I mean? You can't hear that. If they're 90,000 are yelling, you're not right. going to hear that. You're not going to hear that. So so when when they do that, you know, uh, they may hear something, but then, you know, the the center has, you know, half a second, then he snaps the ball. You know what I mean? And that's that was kind of how we did it. Like, you know, she to put his hand down and then half a second later, you know, he'll he'll either head bob or, you know, look over and then he'll snap the ball. So so, yeah, they jumped off sides like twice, and I'm like, they are not calling that. And then the second half when, when Coach talked to him, they called it because he jumped off sides. And I'm like, he did that in the first half, and, and that would have been, you know, two free plays that we had. Yeah, I, I, I couldn't tell. And that's why I was like, it looked like he – I mean, he was moving almost – it was it was so close, I couldn't tell. And that's why I was, it looked like he knew he the jumped. snap count. So he was jumping off sides then. And, of course, you know, the debate will continue, and we'll, later in the show we'll deep dive a little deeper into it. Um, but I felt like that first drive when they were able to kind of script it and then bring in Green to help the running game, um, they were able to move the football. I think we have an issue once we get off the script. The, I just don't feel like we're, our play calling is that great in-game and after the adjustments, because if you look at it, how many weeks now have we only scored three points in the second half? Three points against Maryland, three points against Virginia Tech, and three points against Oklahoma. That's not going to get it done against anyone in the second half, in the second half of ball games, You have to score points. I mean, that's obviously – I mean, that's the dumbest thing ever. You have to score points. But, I mean, three points is not going to get it done against anybody. No, I mean, I, I agree. I agree wholeheartedly, guys. And, and I don't think we adjusted well coming out of halftime. I mean, because looking at it – I'm looking at where they're lining up. I mean, especially interior. And, and they, they're two safeties high. They're not bringing safeties in a box. So we should, I mean, I don't know. I, I just think about, you know, when I played, Coach McGee said, look, if there is six in the box, you know, we're running the ball. I mean, sometimes seven because, I mean, that's, we got Rashid, so he's going yep. to account for that other person. But if it's six in the box, you know, it, it's we should run the football 100%. But the problem is they're just so tight in their splits and they're not, you know, I, 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 that's how they coach. That's how they're coached. And, and I don't think they're I don't think they're a zone scheme team. I think they're more of a power up front team. Um, I think Letty would be a lot better, you know, if he if he can zone him and make his own reads like, you know, he knows where to go. But they're just so tight. You you can't you can't. I mean, I'd almost venture to say at this point, West Virginia's probably what ninetieth in the country rushing yards per game. Forty seven last night. What what they have like their best game was against the uh, LIU team, and that was one ninety five. So that's kind of helping their numbers. And then Letty had the eighty yard touchdown run. Right. They didn't crack a hundred against Maryland. So I mean, I'd venture to say they're probably eighty or ninety in in rushing offense. And that's I mean that's bad. That's just not everybody knows that's bad. You're not going to get anywhere. You have to be able to have a nice balance. Yep. And right now, there's no balance. Let, Letty carried the ball 15 times yesterday. Yeah, I mean, and that's, you know, the first drive, you're, you're, you talked about that. That was perfect. What was that, 17-play drive? 17, yeah. You have the ball. You score. You get a touchdown. You get a nice lead. You use a bunch of clock. That's how you pull up sets and stay in the game. Right. And, I mean, that was a perfect drive. But then after that, it, like he said, it's like we struggle to, to do anything. It's like we don't know what we want to do. We only attempted to run the ball 29 times, and that's with everyone. Mm-hmm. Neither team did anything offensively. No. I don't think either team was very impressive at all offensively. I mean, two good defenses, man. I'm, 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 I mean, that's basically what it was. They, they, wasn't, they wasn't playing against, you know, LI, LIU or whatever. Yeah. They, they were playing against some elite 
players on defense. And and it showed. I mean, and I'm telling you guys, like, our our players are good, man. They are really, really good. And I, I don't I, – I, I truly believe that Oklahoma is not as good as, as people think they are. I mean, and if they are, then at least we're top 15. You know what I mean? The way we played them. You would think. It's a – I don't really know. I mean, I look at it, and I like a defensive game like that. I hate this new football where it's 59 to 56. I'd rather – I mean, I'd rather win the game, but the 16-13 game to me as an old-school football fan, I love that. I love playing defensive football because that per, – like I said, that first drive to me, if you have a good defense, you run 15 plays in 10 minutes off the clock with a great defense and you're up 7 nothing, and then you get that ball back up 7 nothing. it puts a ton of pressure when you're that – big of an underdog on a team that's that like heavy of a favorite and that's how you pull upsets I'm not going to get critical on on players but I do want to kind of question coach Brown a little bit here um I felt like there were times where and and you have to do this when you're in this type of game sometimes you got to take shots especially at the end of the first half we had the ball and it wasn't until maybe a penalty or something they ran the ball twice, and I think they got yeah. a penalty. And then they took the shot down the right side of the field, got it, and was able to kick the field goal. But I felt like there's so many times that he just did not take chances or take a shot with putting your guys in better positions. Um, I felt like also, too, um, not only just with the mistakes, but with with Jared Dagey, we all know, and Coach Brown has to know because he watches him, He's he's limited, right? He's a serviceable quarterback, and mm-hmm. that's not me trashing him. That's just what he is. But why – there was one play, and I think we almost got it picked. He tried to make him throw from the right hash and out to the other end of the field, and then almost got it picked. You're not put, they're not putting him in, in positions to be successful, and that's my problem with the offense right now. They're not doing the things that he can do and doing them. They're trying to – basically use their playbook, and that's not going to work. That's like trying to make Brad Lewis run the read option. It wasn't right. going to work. Right. You've, you've got to put him in position to win. And last night, you know, I'm crit- everybody's critical of the quarterback. I mean, you heard Oklahoma's fans last night yelling for their backup. I mean, you could hear it. But uh, I don't feel yeah. bad for Rattler. He makes no, $700,000 no, 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 but I'm just saying, though, everybody's critical of their quarterback. And, I mean, you know, you can be critical of Daigie. That's fair. But – he, he made some throws last night that I actually thought the first throw of the game, right dropped. He, he made a beautiful throw up the sideline to right in the second half when Oklahoma jumped off sides, that oh, right dropped. Oh Do you know which that one I'm referring huge. to, Avon? He, he threw it right down the left sideline. He dropped it right in perfectly, and it went right through his hands. I mean, you have to make these plays as the receiver to help your quarterback, which isn't the best and is limited. You have to make these plays, and it just it, it's killer. And, again, like you said, he's very limited. He has no mobility. We run the read option. Well, he never keeps it because he's not very fast. And the, I just don't think they have any confidence in him either, the, uh, the offensive staff, the coaches. I just – yeah, I mean, obviously he's limited, but I just don't – you've got to put him in position to be successful. Yes. And they're not doing that. No, they're not and doing that. And that's the coaches. So that's where I'm going back to the coaches and yes. not the kids. Yes, yeah, I agree. I agree, man. You know, it, it all you, – you have to that, – that's the whole Rich Rod, you know – 2000, 2001, I mean, square peg in a round hole. Like, you're going to run, you're going to run, and, and you're going to lose that way. You're going to, you, a great coach, Taylor's, and I, I said this to Rich Rod when we, when we had him on the show, like, bro, you, you didn't, you didn't do the best job with our, the team that we had in 2000, mm-hmm. 2001, because coming off a bowl game, 
you're supposed to have a whole lot more wins than you do. Um, I mean, we didn't lose anybody. You know, we, we lost a couple of seniors, but, I mean, the defense pretty much came back. So, you know, getting to that point, he, he, you, have to, you have to find what's best for your players in order for them to, to be successful. You know what I mean? You can't, you can't run, you know, Brad Lewis on the – you know what I mean? He's not a read option guy. Like, right. right. You, you can't. I felt bad for the center. Um, I still have not been able to figure out what triggered him to snap that ball. But um, that could have been that could have been Daigie too. You don't know. I well, mean, and here here some, again, somebody messed up there. You're you're, you're calling for you're, you're running you're two quarterbacks in and out. The cadence changes. Everything yeah. changes when there's somebody else back there, and a mistake was made. And I'm fine. I'm fine with playing green. I am like I don't care if you throw him in there with packages and things like that. But I cannot stand. And we talked about this before the show started. Each play, alternating plays. I don't like that. I don't like that at all. But you got to think about it, guys. I mean, they practice this stuff. It's not like they don't they don't go out there and practice it, regardless of you know the situation. They run situations like you know we're gonna, and, and and again sometimes the players you know I, I didn't understand situations at the time. I'm out there running plays like, yeah. but you know you, you got to make it so that they understand it. You know, understand the situations. And again, they're they're all learning. Um, I, I I blame I blame the center on that. Um, um, I mean. I mean, the first one, obviously, when he – yeah, that one, that one is terrible. I don't know what happened on the second one, uh, but but you can't you can't at that time like very crucial. That was ball game right everybody, there. Everybody will point to those plays as the biggest two plays of the game, which in they really were absolutely. But, but there were other opportunities that West Virginia oh, had well, that they messed. Yeah, they I messed mean, up. you've got I mean, the ball down there and you jump off sides. You and, you miss a wide open t- a catchable ball that could have been a better throw. Both statements are true. He he could have caught it. It should have been a better throw. The guy's wide open. You miss that. Then you false start, and you kick a field goal. That's four points. Yeah. So, 63 plays. Out of those 63 plays, there's probably four. And it's, all, it's normally about four plays in every game that, that you know, on both sides. Both sides of those, you know, four four yep. plays yep. Can, can turn a game. And, I mean, there was four plays that they made, mm-hmm. and there's four plays that we didn't make. So, again, man, it's it's – it was a good game. I enjoyed the game. It, it really hurt my my it's, spirit, man. Like, and I hate talking about it because it was just, it was it was that game that I, I'm like, man, they're going to win this game because of, you know, they they but, oh man, it just hurts. Man. It reminded me a lot of, um, of course, I don't expect you guys to remember this. I believe it was '82 Pitt. I don't remember that one. West Virginia <laughs> had them had them close, um, and then you know, in in '87, West Virginia played a lot of close football games. Matter of fact. Syracuse went undefeated in 1987, and literally it came down to the last play of the game. Syracuse punched in a touchdown to beat West Virginia. So it's it's the the way the ball bounces sometimes. Um, is West Virginia an, an approved football team? Absolutely, 100. Uh, um, are they still young? They're very young. Are they still making mistakes? They're making mistakes, but I think it's just the way the ball bounces sometimes. And um, you know, I'm not really ready to jump off of the uh, the bandwagon, so to speak. I still think that West Virginia has a lot of. Pop. You're off and running. You yeah, could absolutely. have finished. You could have finished two and ten, and I'd have been thrilled. <laughs> yeah, you're you're off and running, and now and now you're in the driver's seat for the Big Twelve championship game. And you know, I looked at the Big Twelve here, and we're talking about the Big Twelve championship game, and obviously West Virginia's what it's zero and one. That was the first conference game. You got eight games left. You can win all eight of them. I mean, I haven't seen any reason why they can't. Right. Well, let's take a break. When we come back, we'll go through some of the scores from the Big 12. Uh, West Virginia is now 
unfortunately, two and eleven against Oklahoma and one and seven in Norman. But uh, we'll talk about some of the Big Twelve games. But I want to remind you guys: if you're looking for a great place to stay in Morgantown, make sure you check out Murph's Landing. It's only about a half a mile away from the stadium. Two bedrooms, one bath, and you can walk, literally walk like 10, 15 minutes to Mountaineer Field. Check them out at mountaineerfieldhouse.com. All right, when we come back, uh, we'll go through some of the scores of the Big 12 and some other big games around college football. We'll do that after this. Don't go anywhere. Oh, oh mom, mama said, mom, mama said, my mama said, mama said that, my mom, mama said that, my mom, my mom. Mama said you ugly, hey! The relationship between a lawyer and a client is based on trust. You have to make certain that the lawyer you hire has your best interests at heart. This is attorney Ben Salango. Just like the Mountaineers are fighting hard on the field, the Salango Law Firm will fight hard to win your case. Whether it's medical malpractice, automobile or trucking accidents, hiring an experienced lawyer will make a difference in the outcome of your case. When you hire my law firm, you get results, not excuses. Check us out at salangolaw.com. It's Mountaineer football season at Tony the Tailor. Tony the Tailor is the Valley's preeminent men's clothing store. Master Tailor Anthony Perizzino has assembled an extraordinary combination of world-renowned vendors and support staff with one goal in mind, to exceed your expectations. In addition to hand-tailored clothing, Tony the Tailor also sells quality WVU apparel from Johnny O to show your support for the Mountaineers. Use promo code LETSGO for 20% off WVU apparel at at bestmastertailor.com. Sagging, bouncing, or uneven floors? Standing water or high humidity? Nasty odors or dangerous mold? Crawl space problems don't get better with time, but they do get better when you call Alford Home Solutions. Welcome, stranger. What's up, guys? This is Rashid Marshall, and you're listening to the Touchdown City Podcast. Welcome back to the Touchdown City Podcast presented by Solango Law. Appreciate you guys downloading the show. And don't forget, if you enjoy the show, make sure you hit that subscribe button on your favorite podcast platform. Also, I remind you guys, our friends at Henderson Insurance, they're dedicated to providing quality service, affordable rates, and outstanding claim service. They're located in Hurricane, West Virginia, and they have the ability to customize an insurance solution that meets all of your needs at a reasonable price. Check them out online at hendersoninsurance.org. All right, yesterday, around the Big 12, uh, a couple of stunners here, and I'm going to go out of order here on my list. Um, I sat down just because we were going to we're playing Texas Tech next week, so I see Texas and Texas Tech are on TV, and that was one of the most pitiful displays of defense I've ever seen in, in, in my lifetime. Texas Tech's defense is terrible. They could not stop. Texas from anything. I was going to say, Texas did whatever they wanted. I watched – that's the first time I've seen Texas Tech. I wanted to watch them like Anthony because they play West Virginia next week. That was absolutely embarrassing. I fell asleep. It was – well, it was 42-14 to 14 at halftime. It, it was ugly. It like, was – I didn't, I didn't get a chance to watch well, it. Well, if West Virginia doesn't put up 40 points, and, of course, we'll, uh, we'll talk about that in a little bit, but if West Virginia doesn't put up 40 points next week – we have a real issue on offense. You know, I've been told, too, about West Virginia. Well, I mean, I think I think it's four times in the Neil Brown era, West Virginia scored a, in the Neil Brown era, West Virginia scored 30 points or more against division, uh, like, FCS Power 5 teams, just four times. They've got to get 30 next week. Yeah. It's imperative that they get 30. That team is bad on defense. Texas over Texas Tech, 70 
Texas put up 70 on Texas Tech yesterday. And it was wow. it was a combination. It wasn't just they just ran it down their throat or threw it. They were doing both. <laughs> yeah. Uh, unfortunately, I think the Gary Patterson era at uh, TCU might come to a, con- a conclusion at the end of the season yesterday. SMU over TCU 30 – or I'm sorry, 42-34. That's one of the more surprising scores. He's been there too long. He took them as far as he could take them. I 20 mean, he, years. They've – they got hosed out of a playoff spot in 2014. I'd still be Ooh. upset about that if I were them. And But let me say this about TCU. I think they'll beat Texas Saturday. All right. Uh, all right. I'll tell you. I'll, I will, uh, we'll keep an eye on that game. I'm going to put um, some money on that one. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, oh, let me almost get by this one because I want to talk about this team later. Uh, Oklahoma State over K-State. I think – did K-State's quarterback go down again? He Was Thompson back? Because he he had been down if the, if Thompson had been hurt he was out indefinitely if their backup got hurt then they're on their third stringer I'm not sure I didn't watch they've, any of that game they've had some quarterback issues uh, K State's a good football team but just like anybody else if your quarterback if you don't have a quarterback it's a wrap it's a wrap Oklahoma State over K State 31 20 um, in a game that I'd much rather had seen the basketball version of Duke and Kansas yesterday um, 55 33 Duke over Kansas. Uh, and then um, in an upcoming Big 12 team, BYU over South Florida, 35-27. So, uh, so, you know, it was Oklahoma and Iowa State. Everyone, obviously, you're going to preseason, you're going to crown Oklahoma just because they've won it six straight years. But the, the second coming was supposed to be Iowa State yesterday. The team that I think is might be in the driver's seat for the Big 12 championship is Baylor. Yesterday, 31-29. And, they're, and we have to play them in two weeks. Um, I, we'll see. It's at home. No, the, we're at Baylor, I believe. West Virginia no. won last year at home in, in Morgantown in overtime. Yeah, so I think we go to Waco. I think it's in Waco. But uh, Baylor is rolling, and they knocked off Iowa State yesterday, uh, 31-29. I, I've only caught a little bit of the Baylor. I only caught a little bit of the game yesterday. It was towards the end. Uh, so I haven't, I haven't, and I haven't seen Baylor. Let me go ahead and say that. I haven't seen Baylor, but they've been. I mean, they've been beating people pretty bad. Which, when you're playing bad teams, that's what you're supposed to do. Not a lot of teams can say that right now. So yeah. we'll, I mean, we'll find we'll out more about them. I yep. guess we'll find out with the TV time maybe tomorrow. I, Oklahoma State's kind of interesting to me. I, I think they're. I'm not sure where they play Oklahoma, but they're kind of a team that interests me because they're always, they're always in it. Like they're they're always around eight and four to ten and two. If they can get over that Oklahoma hump, they might be able to make the championship game too. Oklahoma's not. They, they're going to lose twice this year. I you promise think. you. I think Oklahoma's got – they play Kansas State and Manhattan, and they have and Kansas State will have some defense for them, I think. I, I mean, you would think – because he shut them down the last two times they've gone there, that coach has. And they've won that. I think Kansas State's beat them two times in a row in mm-hmm. Manhattan. Yeah. So if they can get Vaughn going and run the ball, like West Virginia couldn't establish the run. If if K State can establish a run and maybe keep the ball away from them, they might have a shot to pull an upset. I don't look for it, but it's possible. Yeah, I think what the one loss, one of the losses for Oklahoma was uh, they that they got let off the hook, as Denny yeah. Green would say, "We had them, <laughs> we let them. They are who we they we thought they are. Yeah. Crown them." Crown them. Crown them. <laughs> we let them off the hook. Yeah, we let them off the hook. Um, yesterday, Notre Dame, this was surprising, whipped. Whipped. Wisconsin. Wisconsin. I thought that I, was going to be a lot tougher game than what that was. I just – I watched that game, and I can't tell if Notre Dame is that good, Wisconsin's that bad, or a combination of the two because they scored 41 points, but they scored 
14 on two pick sixes. They picked off another pass and kicked a field goal and ran a kickoff back for a touchdown all in the fourth quarter. Well, there's 31 th- fourth quarter points, 24 of them off turnovers. I mean, there's three sides of football, man. Yeah, yeah I mean, I agree. And But the crazy thing is, is Wisconsin led that game in the fourth quarter. <laughs> they didn't. I mean, that running back, he's supposed to be a Heisman candidate. He, he got shut down. I think Notre Dame ran for three yards. They ran for three yards yesterday. Um, the game that I was texting Derek about. So, I think Jim Harbaugh is starting to morph into Bo Schimbeckler. He wears that big, tall, old-school Michigan hat. He's got the the glasses on now that turn dark, so he's got the dark glasses on. Um, he just he looks like a madman out there. He, he, I think he's morphed into the ghost of Bo Schimbeckler. He might have because if they keep running the ball into nine-man fronts, they're never going to beat anybody. <laughs> he runs the ball up the middle more than anybody I've ever seen. They play Wisconsin next Saturday. They're not going to beat Wisconsin running the ball up the middle like that. They ran it up the middle. They, went, they had four second-half possessions against Rutgers. Three and out, three and out, three and out, three and out. How do you do that? They won the game. They got lucky, but they were crushed in the second half. They were running double-tight formations. In the they, nine-man fronts. They, they, they felt like they could just overpower them. They, that's what they thought. And, and yeah, I, I mean, they, they lead the nation in rushing. They ran for like 80 yards yesterday. Ooh. When you got nine-man fronts, you have to let it go. Yeah. You have to throw it. It was, it was hard to watch. It was definitely a Big Ten game. Oh, it was one of them slugfests. It was, it was two, two NFL coaches, mind you. That's two kind yeah. of NFL guys that coaches like in the NFL. So. I, I tell you what, though. Shiano's got him. He's got Rutgers back. They're going to be they're going to be competing and winning bowl games. I mean, I'm not saying they're going to come out and beat Ohio State, but they're going to be one of the top four or five teams in the big. They could, they could be an eight and eight and four, nine and three team, which compared to where they were five years ago is incredible. Yeah, he he could have them back to playing in bowl games and being a respectable football program. They again. they play Ohio State big Saturday at home. They big, play. Big. big up to Jersey. They play Ohio State at home on Saturday. I'm interested to see how that goes because they have. Yesterday, the game plan they had for Michigan was clearly to shut down the run. If he comes up with a game plan that can maybe slow Ohio State down, as bad as that Ohio State defense has looked at times, they may be able to make it somewhat interesting. I don't think that they're not going to win, but they may be able to make it a decent ball game. I know if I was them in the red zone, I'm, I'm, I'm double, I'm, I'm pulling everybody else to the other side and running it, the run it to where I take everybody at because they play man to man and they cannot win. Like I mean, it'll win their battles. No, did yeah. you did you see that uh that uh what is that Oregon game? They ran the same play like six times. And they scored on them all six times. <laughs> uh, they Ohio State's de, uh, they demoted their defensive coordinator. He's not even the defensive coordinator anymore. They had a kid walk off in the game in the middle of the game last night and quit. I saw that he walked off in the middle of the game. I don't know what I mean. You know, they don't have issues. I should say. I mean, it's not issues, but like, what's going on to where you have a player that's so angered he walks off in the middle like he walked off literally in the middle of the game and threw a fit they said and went to the locker room and quit middle of the game yeah that's saying something uh the game that i that we were uh, emotionally invested in prior to the west virginia game yesterday was clemson nc state uh clemson got down into uh i guess regulation and missed the field goal that would have ended it in regulation but then um what a catch in the corner you know, by the NC State receiver, they get the ball, score, and then, um, you know, Gibby. Gibby had that defense going yesterday. 
I thought the kid for Clemson could have caught the ball in overtime. It looked like he alligator armed it. I know. I, I thought I he thought could have caught thing. that ball. It looked like he short armed that. Like it looked like he could have caught that. I just don't think Clemson but, is that good, but, though. But, to be honest with you, let, let, I'm going to comment at Clemson. We talk about quarterback play with Daigie. How? Let's ask Dabo how good Trevor Lawrence and Deshaun Watson are compared to this DJ Ugalili because he's look he looks like he has absolutely no confidence whatsoever throwing that football right now. I tried to tell Little you guys earlier in the season that Clemson's not going to be the Clemson and, that we're used to seeing and, because you you can't just roll continuously year after year after year he, roll kids out and hit a home run every time. I think I guess last year he looked so good because nobody had any film on him mm-hmm. and he looked very good against Notre Dame. I thought he looked great against Notre Dame for a freshman making his first start. He looks like he's lost out there right now. Well, yeah, it looks, it, when you looks become like, the man, the game changes a little bit. <laughs> I mean, can you imagine? What's wrong? That ACC is just uh, – Florida State's 0-4. I mean, would Ric Flair say when you you got to walk that aisle? <laughs> it changes a little bit, man. And he's the man right now. And that game – the game, it's – sometimes it doesn't slow down for guys in year one. Yeah, it's just – man, I can't believe they're – Let me ask you guys something, and then we'll take a break. We're four weeks into the season – Tell me something that you've learned about other teams that maybe you didn't expect. You know, for me, it's Clemson. I, I, we've learned that that quarterback's not as good. They were trying to make him a Heisman contender. Yes, I, I can't. I mean, I can't believe. It. I thought he was. I thought he was good. Let me say, that. I thought he was good. I didn't think he was a Heisman candidate. I thought he was good. He. he I thought he was much better than this, anyways. We're, we're four weeks. In, or, other teams. What what's something you've learned about another team that you think is interesting? So I've watched Oklahoma a, a lot here lately, and they're not as good as people think they are. I just don't believe in Oklahoma at all. I've got one here, and a lot of people will probably look at this and say, "I've got two. Oh, I got one more too. I'm anxious to watch Mississippi against Alabama this weekend because Mississippi runs about. They seriously average a play about every 10 seconds with Kiffin, and Kiffin knows that Alabama team. They scored 48 points against Alabama last year, got beat like 63 to 48. The second team, and if it were me ranking teams right now, I would put them in my top five. Arkansas's coach has done arguably the best job of anybody in the last three years. That team was dreadful when he got there. Garbage. They are now 4-0 this year. They have wins over Texas and Texas A&M. Now, their quarterback was hurt yesterday. They go to Georgia this Saturday. I don't think they're good enough to beat Georgia. Let me make that clear. I don't think I think Georgia's going to be in the playoff with a loss to Alabama. But Arkansas is an interesting team because they can make some noise in that SEC West, and I think they can actually beat everybody in it except Alabama. Segwaying into to the, the other team I was talking about, Georgia. And, and I'm, I'm only saying this because he is disciple of West Virginia. Last year – West Virginia was the number one defense in the nation. Who was calling those defensive plays? Jamal Adai. Jamal Adai is now at Georgia. Georgia is probably the number one defense in the nation right now. Uh, they beat Vanderbilt, I believe, yesterday, sixty-two to nothing. Sixty-two to, and donut? it was thirty-five nothing after after one. That's what a playoff contender looks like and should do. I know everybody's like, "Well, it's Vanderbilt." I agree. I understand what you're saying, but, but you got to handle your you business. handle your business and you right. take care of your business. And thirty five nothing after one is what that's, suppo- a, that's what it's supposed to be. So, so swagger going back to to, I didn't think um, I didn't think Georgia. I mean, I, I love Jamal, but I know he brings some. I, I mean, he's he's one of my disciples. He brings some some energy mm-hmm. that that the confidence that that. 
regardless, you, you got a chance and you're supposed to play you're supposed to play at that level, that superior level. And I believe in all my heart he had West Virginia playing his deep their defense playing like that last year. And I, now he's he's in Georgia and I mean he's expecting you know, he's a, he is an expectation of excellence on every play. Is he the defensive coordinator? No, he, he's, he's, a, he's a DB coach. Have, but. have they allowed I'm, – I'm asking this because I'm not 100% sure. Have they allowed a touchdown that hasn't been like garbage time? Because I know that Clemson scored three. Vanderbilt was shut out. South Carolina got 13, but it was 40-6. to six. I can't remember. And they beat UAB or somebody badly. I don't remember what the final was in that. But I don't think they've allowed like a touchdown that's been meaningful. I, I don't know. I don't know, but I know. I know they're hitting on all cylinders. So, so what about you, Ant? Um, outside of Clemson, um, Marshall. I, I don't think Wells is what we. I think it, it's it's taking him a trip around the sun, and people got film on him. And Wells is not the quarterback that everyone thinks he was last year. Um, two you know, two brutal losses. In two brutal losses, and I'm not even picking on Marshall because it's Marshall. It's just a team that we see here because we're right here in the right. valley. Um, they, they should not have lost. I actually expected them to lose at NC State, but the way I didn't expect them to lose the way they, or, or I'm sorry, uh, Appy State, but I did not expect them to see them lose the way they lost, and I did not expect them to see to see them lose against ECU. Um, I just don't think Wells is what he was cracked up to be. Here, here's another one that I have too. We're talking about teams, and this is kind of related to Big Twelve. Cincinnati this coming Saturday has an opportunity in my opinion, to put themselves right in the middle of the playoff talk. They go to South Bend, they play Notre Dame. If they beat Notre Dame and finish undefeated, there might not be any teams up there. They might have to put them in this year. And I don't have a problem with that. I don't either, but they. May, I'm just saying that, that, like, I think teams are going to find losses. I don't think there's anybody outside of Alabama and Georgia that's dominant. I think Oklahoma can lose. We've already seen Ohio State lose. I think Penn State can lose. I think Oregon can even lose. I think all these teams can find losses. I think Cincinnati, if they beat Notre Dame, will finish undefeated, and they'll have a win over Notre Dame. They'll have a win over uh, Indiana, mm-hmm. which isn't great, but it's still a win over a Power 12, 5 team. Yeah. And then they still play like Memphis, Central Florida, and teams like that that aren't – they're respectable. They're not the best teams, but they're respectable. I mean, they're not any different. Memphis than like just a, beat a, a SEC team, didn't yeah, they? Yeah, uh, didn't Mi- they beat Mississippi, Mississippi State? Yeah. yeah. But the thing about it is if you roll into South Bend and win, you've handled your business and you've, yes. you've started off in the position to move into the top four. You've handled your business. You've knocked off two Power 5 teams, and you should be rightfully right in the top four. And just because I love controversy – I would love to see what they would do with say thirteen and zero Cincinnati and eleven and one Notre Dame with the loss being to Cincinnati. Who they would put in? Ooh. Well, you already know what direction that's going in. <laughs> they burn. I would burn. I, I would help start the fire. How about and not and how, we're way over here? But um, how about those SEC officials cheating yesterday, Georgia State? You knew they would. <laughs> they cheated them. You knew they would. I didn't, I didn't see it. Uh, it was against Auburn. Yeah. Auburn was beat. Oh, I know. Auburn was beat. They just kept just – it was bad. It was one of the most um, blatant displays of home cooking I've seen in a long time. It was pretty bad. All right, let's take a break. When we come back, um, I want to get your opinion on this two-quarterback rotation. Um, how What do we do moving forward um, and where you guys see this thing going? We'll do that after this. Don't go anywhere. What we're dealing with here is a complete lack of respect for the law. 
Burr 101, located on Capitol Street in downtown Charleston, provides unlimited options for fun social gatherings and great dining. And the best nightlife in the city. Burr 101 has a full dinner menu, including wings, pork bowls, salads, and more. Be sure to enjoy a cheeseburger with fries with the draft beer for only $13. It's Burr 101's daily special, plus $1 off drafts during happy hour from 3 p.m. to 6 p.m. Burr 101 also provides carryout and catering. Call. 304-346-1101 or find Bar 101 on Facebook. Bar 101. Get more bank for your business with United Bank. Whether you'd like to start a business, purchase commercial real estate or equipment, United Bank can help. We support business development throughout our great state, making business and consumer loans and fueling opportunities. Small business owners' dreams come true and larger corporations grow. What can we do for your business? United Bank, West Virginia's bank. Proud to be united with the Mountaineers. Equal housing lender, member FDIC. At Warner Law Offices, the best part of our day is getting to hand a client a settlement check, knowing we've helped them get on with their life. If you've been hurt in a car wreck or from a workplace injury, call us. I'm Bobby Warner, and I'm your lawyer. Welcome, stranger. What's up, guys? This is Anthony Beck, former WVU tight end, and you're listening to the Touchdown City Podcast. Welcome back to the Touchdown City Podcast, presented by Salengo Law and produced in partnership with HD Media and the Charleston Gazette Mail. I'm Anthony Lewis here at the Riverbank Studio with Derek Bailey and Avon Coburn. We've had a great conversation here about uh, the West Virginia-Oklahoma game. And then uh, I want to remind you guys that West Virginia and Texas Tech play at 3.30 this Saturday. And if you're not going to Morgantown, which I am, but if you're not going, make sure you go visit our friends at Bar 101 on Capitol Street. Tell Todd, the guys from the Touchdown City podcast, sent you. Um, you know, we, talk, we were talking briefly um, about the quarterback situation at West Virginia, right? We've got a situation now where they're rotating guys in. We've got packages for Garrett Green. Um, in my personal opinion, they're not putting – I don't feel like they're putting Jared Dagey in positions to be successful. But I said on Dave Weekly show this past week, what I think you're seeing, I think you're starting to see the transition to the Garrett Green era. Mm-hmm. I think they're going to put him in more and more. They're, they're almost telling Green or Dagey, like, Transfer. We're not they're your, not transferred. Your days are numbered. But they're but they're they're giving him an opportunity, and they're giving him every opportunity to win the job or lose the job. And right now he's probably losing the job. I mean, when you put in a freshman and he takes you down the field and scores, here's what he does for me. Here's my positive about him. For me, he opens up the run game. When they put him in, yes, they have to. How many times did? They just simply crashed down, and he pulled it. They have to stay at home and let those lanes be one-on-one. You can't just key on Letty, Letty Brown now because See, if you do, he'll pull it and run on you. I feel like he opens up the run game. My question is with him, because we haven't seen it, is what is his passing game like? And, and that is what worries me, and maybe that's something that the coaching staff has seen that they're not going to come out and tell you on Twitter – which I got annihilated on Twitter this morning. <laughs> Who doesn't? <laughs> That's why I don't tweet. Well, I was, I was defending. I just don't feel like this. And, I, and I, this is a side note. I don't feel like complain all you want, but don't tweet at kids. They're college kids. I, That's my thing. See, 
Outside of that, tweet at the coach. Tweet whatever you want. And, but and, when you tag the players, that's where I have a problem. And this is where this is where I had the issue with the NIL because I, and I'm not saying this is right, but people are going to feel like the players are paid, so it's a job. And they're going to say, well, if I don't do my job, I get criticized. So they're going to criticize them. Now, I'm not, say, I'm not saying it's right to tag players in tweets and tweet at them and things like that, but they're going to hear criticism. I mean, whether they like it or not. And I mean, that's well, they always part, have, but that's I'd, part of it. I mean, I was simply just defending the college kids well, I mean, if, this morning and I got attacked. Yeah, no, you're, I mean, you know, and that's the thing. I mean, they are kids <laughs> still, you. but the, that's the thing with the, with the being paid is people are going to look at it like it's their job. And that's, I mean, you know. Right or wrong, it's wrong. Let me go ahead and say, I don't think it's right. I don't think you should tweet at a kid. That's ridiculous. Now, I don't care if you tweet at Neil Brown. I don't care if you tweet at Bobby Huggins. If they're not doing I'm what they're doing. Yeah. He makes $3 million a year. That's right. They make money. They make a ton of money. Now, like, if the Oklahoma fans want to tweet at their quarterback making a million dollars, that's fine. That's their business. It's not our business. But exactly. Every, but let's say this. Every fan base does that. It's not just West Virginia's. Yeah, yeah. I agree. And, and, and I, I believe, I mean, getting back to the whole player, I, I, to be honest with you, I don't, I don't think I've ever – I don't. I mean, it wasn't that era where 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 they did it, but I don't ever remember hearing criticism from 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 people. You well, Mountaineer fans you, just wanted Quincy to start. You, <laughs> <laughs> you're probably right about that too. You probably weren't on the message boards. That was yeah. the message board yeah, era. I, yeah, I never, I never jumped let, on that. Let me say this too, as a player, and I know they're just, I know they're young. I know they're not like you know, they're still kids. They shouldn't be reading that crap. Well, Who they cares? see it. Well, you I mean, can't, they see it. They you can't see not it. when you got access to it. They we didn't to, have access. They're tweeting directly to you. They, they need to turn the notifications off and not to worry about what people say to them. No. But then again, it's that's the world we live in too. Yeah. They're worried about they're they're really focused on what people think. What people think, that, and the, and that is the absolute, like if Neil Brown's listening to what we say or what somebody else he doesn't says, care. he doesn't care. We and that's and they shouldn't. <laughs> yeah, I mean no. he's going to do what he does. But let's get back to so moving forward. How do you guys handle the quarterback situation? Is it the same? Do you start to make the transition during the the conference play, or do you? I mean, how we've got an issue. I don't think we have an issue though. That's that's where I mean, we, you we have an issue if you think we have an issue. My my thing is this is this is what we're doing. You know what I mean? As long as they're making plays and doing what they're supposed to do, there's no issue. Like, you know. The, the whole Florida thing. So you're okay with just continuing moving Absolutely. forward with two guys, rotating them in, letting them run their packages. I mean, I, I, I want to see Green's package expanded where, where you know, to see if he actually can throw the football. Can you say that? <laughs> you're allowed to say that on the show? Yeah. Okay, go ahead. <laughs> I, <laughs> I, hey, so you, I just caught what you said. Ball. Yeah, I just, I just caught what you said. No. Absolutely, absolutely. I feel like I feel like he should he should be getting more more opportunities to to show up, showcase his skills. See, this is where I I honestly don't know the answer, and that's where Neil Brown makes three million dollars to make this decision. I do not think, and this is my opinion, rotating them in one like one play, then taking one out and putting in like play after play that rotation. I don't think that's going to do well for anybody because. Mm. If you're trying to get Daigie in a rhythm, it's not good for his rhythm to keep taking him in and out of the game. Like Avon said, I'd like to see Green in packages, like more running, and I'd like to see him throw the ball some more. Like hopefully this weekend you can get a lead, maybe build a lead, and let him throw the ball. That's what should have been going on against LIU. He should have been throwing that football against LIU and to see what he had. And then you could have made the switch even for, for Virginia Tech. 
Well, I mean, looking looking at the way they the way they did the plays and and they called the plays. You know, he was in there just for you know quick screen passes and, and run plays. Um, and <clears throat> excuse me, and they brought Deggy in, you know, in throwing situations. So when you say going back and forth, I think they only went back and forth because they got into a third and long situation and and they took him out. So. It's just you know th- that wasn't the game plan. You know what I mean? That wasn't the game plan. And we'll see. And that's the that's the thing. If Green can't throw the ball at all, eventually they're just going when they put him in there. Everybody's just going to just send eleven. Yeah, they're going to key on what. <laughs> and, and, but I mean, but they can't because they're running screens too. So so if they send eleven, I mean, it, it, I they they do have a small package for. I, I, <laughs> <laughs> can you say so, that on the show? No, I don't think you can. Um, they, I, when I went up there again, guys, I saw him throwing the football well, and I mean, he had the energy. He had he 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 hit plays. He scored touchdowns. Um, you know, he threw he threw the ball well, putting it in. I mean, dropping it in the bucket. So I'm I'm telling you, when I, I want to see them give him more opportunities to throw the football. However, what they're doing right now is is I'm, I know you're about to kill me. It's working. You know what I mean? It's working to the point where it's it's opening up lanes to run the football, either him or um, Letty, um, and, and it's and it's giving it's giving the guys a spark. All right, I, I personally, um, I feel like you've got to make a choice here soon. I I, I mean I, I'm not the coach. I'm not paid millions to do this. If I feel like if Green was able, he would already started. Yeah, yeah. That's so the they're seeing that... something in practice that's not getting him on the field and we've seen enough all of us everybody everybody in the West Virginia fan base has seen enough of Daggy to know that he's limited and you know I hate to kill the kid but he he missed some throws last night like I said the, the touchdown pass could have been a better he it should have been a touchdown pass it was the one Wheaton Ford Wheaton yeah, yeah. kind of dropped could have been a catch but it's got to be a better throw and I mean that's an easy throw the guy's I don't wide think open. that's an easy throw because he had to throw that over top of a linebacker that was jumping so I think that was a, I mean it, it had to be a great it's a, catch it's a catchable ball though but I mean yeah, yeah you know but either way he's got to make a decision because it's not going you're not going to be able in my opinion Daggy's not going to be able to get into a passing rhythm and if Green can't throw they're going to eventually crowd that line and just daring yeah I mean, I, I, to be honest with you guys, I think you're wrong on that. I think you're wrong because the the situations that they put them in, um, you know, if, if it's a big, it's a short yarder situation, why not? Why not have options? And and when you come, when it comes to you know throwing the ball, that's what Daggy is doing. And I mean, he's not great at it, but he, he's a lot better than the young kid. So yeah. I, I don't know. It, it's what we make. It. Yeah, I mean, it's just it's just a matter of opinion. Nobody's yeah. right. Nobody's wrong. No, but that head no, coach, no, 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 wrong, wrong. There yeah. is a right and a wrong, and, and I'm right, right on this. <laughs> <laughs> but the co- well, the coach needs to make the right decision. That's well, the key. Here, the here's coach one thing. Here's one right thing decision. I know. They have to stop scoring three points in, in the, the second, second half. half. Yeah. That's why I said. That's why I said. I don't think really. I mean, you said it was working. It, it's, I, not working. it's not working great. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I mean where, where where we are, you know, where we are, it, it, it works. You know what I mean? As far as like, you know, the situations that we were in, it, it was working. You're saying it'll work for a first down. It, yeah. So it worked. Yeah. Right. I mean, I agree with that. It worked for a first down, but you have to work to get that ball into the end zone. And we're not doing a very good job of that right now. No, we're not. It's Anthony's fault. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So this week we don't have a guest for the Wednesday show. So what we're going to do is um, we're going to give our predictions on Wednesday. Okay. Let's do that. So I want to remind everybody that we did not have a winner this week for the game the Dell Sparks uh, score prediction game. Everyone totally picked homers over. Well, the, the, it was uh, nobody was going to pick oh. that game 16, 13. Oh, yeah. Everybody <laughs> picked it high. Oh yeah. that's right. I, and I even looked for somebody that may have even had like been like 20 to 17. Yeah. Even. Close. Yeah. 
it was just way off. So no winner this week, but I want to remind you guys tomorrow on our Facebook page, swing by and check that out. Uh, you can predict the score of the Texas Tech-West Virginia game, and as long as you don't go over on one of them, we kind of just – we try to bend the rules a little bit. We want you to win. We want you to win. But uh, check that out on our Facebook page, and then you can win an 8 by 10 from the Dale Sparks Collection. Don't forget, if you'd like to support the show, swing by our merchandise page, touchdownsity.com, and do that. And, of course, we want to thank all of our wonderful sponsors, Selingo Law, Tony the Taylor, Bar 101, United Bank, Warner Law Offices, Henderson Insurance, the Dell Sparks Collection, Masters Law Offices, Alfred Home Solutions, and Murph Landing, which that's where I'm staying this weekend, at the Murph Landing. The Murph. I might slide up there Friday yeah, swing night. swing by. And, and grab a grab a seat. Swing um, by. See us. We'll have some burgers. No, I needed somewhere to sleep. Oh, well. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm, I'm going to – my goal is to get up there tonight. I mean, this weekend. And uh, – I don't know if I want to take a boy or um, roll one of solo. My boys. Yeah, or, or take one of my boys to roll solo. Um, three thirty start. Three thirty start. This okay. is a game where the offense should get healthy. Yeah. All right, all right, guys. Again, thank you guys for downloading the show this week. Don't forget to look out for our Wednesday show for our score predictions. We'll also have some sound from Coach Brown's Tuesday's press conference on this week's show. Again, if you appreciate and like the show, swing by your favorite platform on or your podcast platform and hit subscribe. And again, thanks for listening to the download or <laughs> thanks for listening to the Touchdown City podcast. We'll see you next week. The Touchdown City podcast is produced by Anthony Lewis in partnership with HD Media, the Charleston Gazette Mail. Get your Touchdown City podcast merchandise by visiting touchdowncity.com.